Hello and welcome to another episode of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell. Thank you so much for listening. This is where I have conversations with people who are living life on their own terms. We dive into those big moments that have pushed them through the fears and self-limiting beliefs that hold so many of us back. Now, as any parent would tell you, parenthood is more about the lessons we learn than the ones we teach. And ideally, when we enter the uncharted waters of parenthood, we do so with the love and support of a partner. Unfortunately for my guest today, Alex Brown, that wasn't the case. You see, when Alex was only 20, she became a mother, and her abusive partner of four years left when Alex wouldn't terminate the pregnancy. Simultaneously, Alex needed to navigate motherhood and relearn how to take control of her life. This conversation takes many twists and turns, but when you're trying to create a fresh start, Perhaps that's exactly what you need to do. Alex is quite open as she talks about her abusive relationship, how she had no control over her time or money, and the moment when she thought becoming an escort was her only way out. Alex is learning to take control of her life by taking control of her money. And through the process, Alex has learned how her financial health is interlocked with her physical health and emotional health. I wanted to share Alex's story as I admire her strength in trying, her willingness to change, and her love to be the best mother she can be. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Alex Brown. Hi, Alex, and welcome to the Live Immediately podcast. How are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm super duper well, and it's really exciting to have you on because I, I wanted to have a chat to you for the podcast because you are a single mother who is starting out on a journey of living more with less, purging the excess, decluttering, simple living, and I guess being more mindful about your spending habits. And, and I say there that you're starting out. However, I am sure that there has been a number of steps to even arrive at where you are today. So I was wondering if you could take me back a little bit to the moment when you realized that something in your life had to change. And if you could just tell me a little bit about how life was like for you back then. Yep. So I really took control when my daughter was quite young. I realized that I needed to take control of it because I was living like pay to pay. I had like $4 in my account some days and other days I'd try and figure out if I could make like a couple of dozen of eggs, how I could make that last for meals for me because she was still breastfed. So I didn't really have that issue. But as she's gotten older, there's more costs involved and I didn't want to be living paycheck to paycheck and I wanted to set a good example for her. So it kind of came about that I had to figure out a budget and what I could save, where I could cut down and just taking control of that because before I had her, I hadn't really had much control of my money because of a, um, a bad relationship where he had all the control. So I was kind of relearning how to take control of my money and figuring it out bit by bit. Got and you. there's oh, sorry. 
Yeah, there's setbacks all along the way. Like my car got crashed into and then I had to see if I had to find the money to pay for that along with school uniforms and my daughter's just needed glasses recently. So we've been a- I've been able to just pay for those outright because of the savings and the steps that I've taken to make sure that we do have savings when something like that comes up. Wow. Okay, cool. So I think that there's a lot in there already to unpack. Yeah, there is. So I I guess kind of going back to when you were talking about living paycheck to paycheck and, you know, having a handful of dollars in your bank account, how did, how did that feel for you? It was uh, probably depressing's the right word and made you feel like you wanted to do better and you didn't know where to start because you were so – because all of a sudden I had all this money to spend and I was like, I can buy her toys, I can buy all the clothes I want, I can go out to nice places for lunch with friends, which I'd never been able to do before. And it was just – it was kind of like a downward spiral. Like I was happy for a short amount of time because I had these nice things and then it was like, two o'clock in the morning and I'm going over my bank account looking at all that I'd spent. So there was, so there was a point just kind of piecing a few things together here. There was a point where, um, you kind of didn't have any money because your ex partner was, I guess, controlling that. And I guess we can kind of go back to that in a second. And then there was this part where you had an influx of money when you were getting paid each week, but the way that you spent that kind of meant that towards the end of that pay week you were left with nothing even though you might have had these nice clothes for your daughter or things like that you kind of were struggling to maybe figure out how to put food on the table for for the next week yeah it wasn't even at the end of the week there was nothing it was like halfway into the week there was nothing left because I'd never really I'd usually had the money to pay for my rent and to buy myself some frozen food to live off for the week because he had taken all the money but when I found out I was pregnant he left and so I had I basically bought food and paid the rent and put the rest and then my daughter came a little bit early so I had to buy things for her and then I had um, my maternity leave pay for a while and kind of didn't really know where to start or what to do. That's when I started buying things because it made me happy and the stress of being a mum with a a newborn, it kind of helped but then it was a cycle I'd spend, I'd be happy, then I'd have no money and I'd think, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? And then I'd get paid again and then I'd just spend because it was like I saw the money and I thought I can buy those toys, that jumpsuit, there's money to go out for lunch with friends twice and then that was it. It wasn't thinking ahead. I can put X amount of way for the bills, I can put X amount away for savings and then X amount for food and then maybe a little bit over to go out for lunch. I was just buying all the nice things that I could have all at once Mm. instead of the things ahead. It's kind of like there's this this yo-yo effect, you know, you, even with your, your ex-partner, there was, you know, he had the control of the money and then you kind of got that control back and you'd get this influx of money and then it would go again and your emotions were going up and down as well. But you, you spoke there about, and you've used the word a few times, control. And, and in the past you were saying that your, your partner had control of that money. So you, 
didn't have the ability to kind of learn to manage your money. But when, when you started out, like when you kind of made that first change in your life, like how, how did you start out? How did you start to kind of take back the control? At first, I would, I stopped the clothes and I saw, because I had clothes for her from like size three zeros to size four. And I saw, I don't need to spend any more on that. The money I'm spending on that can go here. And then I thought, I'll try only spending this much on food. So instead of just going to the supermarket and getting like all the nice cheese and the biscuits and the chocolate, I set out meal plans and then I noticed after doing that for even three weeks that my savings account was going up because I wasn't unnecessarily spending and it was kind of these little steps and I'd go from step to step taking more control and more responsibility for the things that I could and and was that like, a, was that hard like the, the word responsibility there is is I guess a, a, a it's a, it's an inward word um, yeah. where the blame is kind of put on, on you to take that responsibility and to change. Was was that a challenge for you at the beginning? Yeah, it was because it was like, oh, I can't have like salt and pepper calamari and iced coffees all the time. And I still did spend. So it was kind of over the years, it's like the steps I'd go, I'd go really good. And then sometimes I'd have a couple of steps back. But then I changed my thinking and I thought, okay, I've gone and gotten these things and we did need them. I probably could have bought cheaper ones, but I was brought up with the quality that you get what you pay for. So kind of, it's kind of a battle going, I could save more and get these nice ones or I could buy these cheaper ones. But then in my head it's going, if I buy the cheaper ones and they break, I'll just have to buy more cheap ones. And then it's kind of back and forth, but... Then it went from only buying those things every now and then to I saved up my money. So when I had my own place, I got the nice things and I haven't had to replace anything, which I'm very thankful for. Um, But it's kind of, it's always learning and adjusting to the situation that you're in. Like my savings at the moment, the majority of them are for my insurance and my rego, which I like paying up front each year. So it's kind of like that's gone. But in my bills budget, I put away for those things each fortnight so that when they do come around, I can just go, okay, I've got the money there. I'll just pay that. So I guess on that point, maybe break that down a little bit for me. When you, you, yeah. you're, you're speaking here about a budget um, and breaking things down in, a, in fortnightly, which I'm gathering yeah. that's because you get paid fortnightly. Yeah, I do. So just just kind of explain that process for everybody. Okay, so what I did was I wrote down all my yearly costs. So I kind of averaged out the bills and I I have that on a spreadsheet in Excel. So each time I get a bill, I'll go back and I'll adjust that. But I always make sure I have it set for more than what it will be because that way you're kind of allowing yourself, if it is a bit more, you can cover it and you're not thinking, oh my goodness, where am I going to find $40? Because when you budget, I know $40 to some people isn't that much. Sorry. And but at the end of the day, that's how much I spend on food sometimes for the week because I don't have any more to spend on food. 
so that I can cover rent. Sorry, I'll just get a drink. Yeah, no, no drama. <laughs> because um, having everything set out and knowing if I put away this much a fortnight, I know that things are going to be covered, like my insurance and my rego for my car. Those are costs that, that aren't really going to change. So I know if I put, say, $30 away a fortnight, that's just an example. Um, by the end of the year, when the insurance and the rego does come up, I have that money sitting there ready for that. And in the past, I was the, I would be going to spend an entire pay almost on those things to get them out of the way. Whereas I think it takes a lot of stress away when you do plan for things instead of thinking, oh, that's just going to be that whole week's pay. Mm. No, I 100%, I, I 100% agree with you there. It, just, it takes that, that big stress away, as you kind of said. You don't have to worry about that bill coming in because you've already got the money there. And I guess in a sense what you're doing is you're paying a little bit out of each pay um, as your pay comes in for these future things, hence budgeting for for those things to come. <coughs> how did you how did you learn about this? You know, how did you um, yeah? How did you teach yourself to kind of create this change? Um, well, before I moved out, I was living with my mum for the support because um, my daughter's dad wasn't around. Um, and my mum didn't really teach me a lot, which in hindsight I would have liked more help, but it's just everyone's got different parenting. I love my mum to pieces and she's provided endless support to me. But my dad was the one. Dad's really got control and set himself up really well. He's my he's like my person. I idolise him completely. He was the youngest of six kids and he's brought himself up to his own business He's got a nice house, nice cars, but he has money there for when he wants to do the things that he can do. And he sat me down and was like, okay, how much have you got out of the, your pay that you can spend on rent comfortably and how much are all your extra costs? So he was the one that did that and he did it on paper. And we sat down and we figured everything out and he said, okay, so you're going to need this much money each week or each fortnight to survive and that's not even putting things into savings so he's done it the old-fashioned way pen and paper and visualized it which is the way he does it and then I went on to my computer and put it through an excel spreadsheet I had a look at where I could cut down and basically went from there and each bill I get as I said before I change it to update it so I am covered and you spoke uh, there about like moving out of out of home, and and I, I know that you've earlier this year you you moved about a few hours from your hometown to a yeah. coastal town. How how has that change been for you? Like the the move and and the new the new coastal area, the the outlook, and and what brought on that move? It was really a fresh start, and moving. I moved from the middle of Victoria down to the coast my daughter and I absolutely love the beach and that's probably the main thing that drove us because it's a happy thing for us and back where I'm from we had a big lake and that was really it um but my dad comes down here quite a lot and my whole family barracks for the football team so it's not like we're isolated from them and it was kind of I wanted to move out 
I wanted a new, fresh area, just a change because my daughter's starting school and I'm going to be going back to study and just everything was here. Even though it is away from family, we still have that support. Like my sister will sit on FaceTime with me while I make dinner and we eat dinner and she'll stay on FaceTime the whole way till we go to bed. Oh, that's beautiful. And what's the, what is the footy team down there? Geelong. Uh, okay, the got you. AFL. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I get it. Oh, beautiful. And yeah. and, and you, you spoke there about like a, a fresh start. Has has it felt? Have you have you had fresh starts before? And if so, was it? Is it always a challenge? Kind of restarting again. I think I've had multiple fresh starts through my whole life, from when I was very young. And always the option. I think it's all about growing and changing and adapting to the situations that life brings you, but also coping with them. For instance, when I was around 13, I was what they'd call a difficult adolescent and I would run away and I didn't know how to cope with my feelings and I ended up quite, quite depressed. I was in hospital for it for a while. And there was the chance once I finished there, I got out and I could either go back to school or I could go to work. So I chose to go back to school and that was kind of like my first fresh start. And I didn't really cope with that very well. And then there was the fresh start where I went to work with a family friend and they provided me with so much support and understanding that they were kind of like a little boost And I think the people that give you the boost are the people that help you grow and change the most. And from there, I then went and got another job that paid more. But then I had my daughter when I was 20. So it's quite young in hindsight. I didn't feel so young at the time. I thought I was quite mature and old. But I look back and I think, oh, my goodness, I was such a child. But... Then my next step, my next big change was when I did get pregnant, I had this big choice to make and I decided to keep the pregnancy, to change all these things about my life. I wasn't going to go out partying. I wasn't going to stay up late. I was going to exercise, eat healthy, which I wasn't doing. I lived off coffee and probably, I think it was at the time, Domino's and So I started meal prepping and that was when I kind of took more control but then I lost that when I had all this money because when I was pregnant, my daughter's father left and I was with him since I was 16. So that was kind of a fresh start because it was a bad relationship and then I had to relearn all this stuff and to think for myself because he told me what to do a lot of the time and controlled when I'd go out, if I'd go out and things like that. And then... When I had my daughter, that was kind of another fresh start. My mum and I rebuilt our relationship literally through the labour of giving birth. My mum held my hand the entire time and she doesn't deal well with blood and she was on the floor at one point because she felt faint but she never let go of my hand. And from there she was kind of my fresh start because I moved back in with her and she helped me and she's kind of given me the foundation of the mother I'm becoming. And I don't think you become a mother and it just ends. I think as the child grows, 
and you grow and understand yourself more. And I've never loved, really properly loved myself, but becoming a mother, I've learnt to love myself so that I can give my daughter the example that loving yourself is very important and taking care of yourself, whether it be your financial health, your physical health or your mental health, which I think is incredibly important, especially as you're dealing as a single mother, you deal with so much stress. And if you don't deal with it healthily, then you end up in the spiral, like with the money you spend to be happy. Whereas I'm happier seeing my bank account grow, knowing if something does happen, like my daughter had glasses, had to get glasses recently, and that cost almost $300. But back then I would have been thinking, oh my goodness, how am I going to pay for this? Whereas I just transferred money over from my savings account and paid for them outright so that she could get them sooner and the mental health I still struggle with honestly but it's getting better and everyone has their bad days but you have the good days because if you don't have the good days then the bad days it's kind of like the bad days can go on for a while but you still get up and you still look at the little things that make that bad day have glimpses of a good day And then when you lie in bed at night and reflect on the day, you see it wasn't all that bad. Like there were bad parts, but the way you deal with them, I think, helps it become a good day. And and like, you know, with that, has has that been something that you've had to teach yourself as well to kind of look, look more positively at life? Absolutely. I lost, um, I lost my best friend to cancer. I was engaged to him when I was 21. And I, it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Um, Aside the abusive relationship and everything, but he helped me become me. And he looked for the positive thing in every moment of every day and like with my car being crashed into I thought oh my goodness what if they don't pay that's the rego and insurance money I've got there what am I going to do with that so what he said to do was list the things list what could go wrong it may not go wrong it may go wrong but if it does go wrong then that's okay because then you have your good list of what you can do if those bad things happen and you find the good things and you focus on the good things. You acknowledge the bad things, but you don't dwell on them so much, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because I think if you dwell on the bad things, they kind of go around. It's like, what if I can't, like for the money side of things, what if I can't pay for this? Oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to get a loan. Then I'm going to have to pay the interest. But looking at the side to stop that, you'd say, I get this much each week. I can put this much to cover myself if that happens. And you kind of, you set up a, like when you're free fall and you set up the trampoline to bounce yourself back up so that you don't hit the ground. And you, um, you spoke earlier about your mother holding your hand during labor and that, I guess, reconnected the, the relationship. Looking back at it, do you think that your mother was always holding your hand like through those 
turbulent years? I think in a way she was and then I also think she didn't know what to do a lot of the time which is why from 13 I was on antidepressants and going to psychologists two, three hours away and in her actions she was in a way holding my hand, trying to help me through the bad parts when even when she didn't know what to do. And as a as a mother now, and and I guess being a single mother at that, Alex, I can only imagine how you must be kind of pulled in all directions, and everything seems to be lumped on you. All the decisions. How have you you changed? You know, through the changes that you've that you've made in your life to to kind of live more simply and and be more mindful about where you spend your money. Has 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 that influenced or altered the way that you parent? Absolutely. I um, <clears throat> The other uh, was a couple of weeks ago and sometimes I had found myself saying to my daughter, mummy doesn't have the money for that right now but we can have it one day just because um, she likes, she's five years old, she likes things. And... I we sat down and we looked at all her toys because we've moved to a much smaller house and she doesn't have an entire room for all her toys. And she said, Mummy, can we please give these toys to some kids who don't have them because I don't have room for them and I don't play with them lots and someone else might play with them more. Because I, I, from the start, any clothes that she's grown out of, I always donate. There's um a group at the town that I'm from and they help a lot of single mothers and I thought they, they're in worse financial situations than I am. They have debt and they have all of these things and I thought if I help a little bit and she's kind of learnt that as well, that we can help others. But then with money I started, I sat down with her and got her blocks because she was thinking that we didn't have any money at all. So I got a couple of blocks and I said, this is what we get when mummy gets paid. And she she agreed and understood that I was using the blocks as the money. And I said, and we put a little bit over here so we can pay our rent and our food. And then we put a little bit here for when we get bills and we put a little bit here for savings. And she asked what savings were and I explained that it's money that you put away for the years that are going to come and the months that are going to come. And she said, okay, so all our money goes in savings, bills and food. She didn't really acknowledge the rent. But when we get paid each week, she says, mummy, can we put the blocks in the bills and the food and the savings? And so we we kind of go through that each week and she understands that we do that. And then last week I got some more blocks out. And we put a bit more in her saving the savings pile. I said because over time the savings grow, and she's kind of she's still grasping the concept of it. But, but that's um, that's a really cool thing to do, I think. You know, having that visual with the kids and 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 bringing her on the journey. I think that's that's a wonderful, you know, parenting kind of t- tip for her. Yeah, I just don't. I really want her to make the right decisions but I know I can't force her to make her decisions which I think my parents struggled to grasp because I was very they were like jump and I'm like no I'm not going to jump whereas um 
some kids listen to their parents and they get told to jump and they're like, how high, how many times? And I was just flat out, no, I'm not jumping. No, I'm not listening. I'm doing it my way no matter how hard it is. But over the years with my mum, as you said before, I've learnt to listen a lot more and we still butt heads but she helps me. She gives me little tips with money every now and then and same with my dad and it's kind of like sitting down with my daughter and teaching her those things and my parents are still teaching me because I'm finally listening to them as well and listening to their advice but with um with my daughter it's I'd like to give her to teach her the things but in the end I'd like her to make the decisions for herself whether they be bad as long as she learns for them from them but to take little bits and be able to build her own decisions and make her own choices later in life. And and looking back at at everything that you've been through and and the changes that you've made, what have been some of the biggest challenges for you so far? I think probably probably the looking at the brighter side of things and the better side and actually sticking to not buying excessively because I know in my, it's kind of a battle. You know in your head the long term it's going to be better but you kind of – I'm still struggling with the now, like I want it now. Mm-hmm. And I af, recently I've completely cut off after pay because I was seeing – I had the money in my savings account but I didn't want to see my savings go down. And then I'd get the things through after pay – but then I'd see that I owe money and I really don't like owing money. So then I'd end up paying it anyway and then instead of over the time like the process of afterpay is. But now instead I look at it and think, no, I don't need those things because there were things that I already had. I just wanted the new things. So I'm learning to let things get worn out completely before I get the new thing. And, and uh, Sorry, carry on. Yeah, I find because the way I was spending and buying, I ended up with a lot of things. Like I think I had almost 20 bags of clothes and then I had about 15 or 18 bags of clothes. We had so many things and I was so focused on the things and not the kind of the experiences. So she wanted toys and toys and I wanted clothes and I wanted new laptop, things like that. But then I realised with um, that person passing away, at the end of it you don't have things, you have your experiences. And I've learnt that you need to focus on the experiences a lot more. So part of this journey is cutting down on our things. Like they do make you happy and that's all well and good, but at the end of the day those experiences give you, I think, it's kind of like feeding your soul and those experiences bring a light to you and make you happier whereas those the things, they may seem good at the time and you're like, yes, I have this new iPhone, I have the new tablet but those experiences, like seeing my daughter laugh and run at the beach brings me more happiness and her more happiness than, say, a toy car or a new mm-hmm. laptop. That's a, it's a good lesson to learn someone that is 
as young as you. I'm gathering that you're about 25, 26. Um, I'm 26. You should also yeah. um, you should check out a, a beautiful friend of mine, Canadian Kate Flanders. She actually put herself on a year shopping ban um, to kind of get herself out of debt. Um, she's written a beautiful book about it, um, The Year of Less, which I will link to all of those in the show notes and also my uh, my two chats with, with Kate. But it's, um, it's something that you should should maybe uh, dig a little little bit into and I guess on that on that topic of, of digging into stuff so like when you were going through all this and learning about different things Alex were there any like books or podcasts or websites that that you were listening to or reading that kind of really helped you in in guiding you with these changes yeah my friend introduced me to Con Murray and I myself found Kanna Campbell She's just written a book. It's the Thousand Dollar Project. I've just read that as well. Um, I've, I've, I've had uh, Kanner on here a couple of times as well. She's brilliant. Yeah, she's absolutely lovely, and her videos have helped me a lot with taking control. Because at one point, I was looking at um, at escorting because I had no idea what to do with my like situation and I thought that's a quick way to do money but then I realized I couldn't live with myself so following her videos so wait hold on on that I've I've got to ask a question here (laughs) yeah did you go down that path no I didn't I didn't want to look back on that as something that I'd done to get through things I wanted to do it myself and take accountability because it's kind of the quick and easy way out and it's all made look glamorous and at the end of the day I didn't want to do that because I believed doing physical things with someone is a very personal thing and I wasn't going to do that for money it was just in my head I thought I had no other option and what was it like when you know and I'm so glad that you you didn't take that option but (laughs) but what was it like when you were even contemplating that I didn't know what else to do. I was thinking I'm never going to be able to get any money because I had um, I had some – my daughter's dad in my head saying that I'd never be able to support her. I'd never be able to provide properly for her. I hadn't finished school. I hadn't gotten a qualification and I was just – because he controlled things for so long, it kind of – got stuck in my head that I wasn't going to be very much and that was what I was going to do. I don't have any issues with people who do that line of work. It just, I think, at the end of the day, if you're not wanting to do it and you want to take a different pathway, then that's what's going to be best for you in the long run. So it was kind of at the point that I thought of doing that, I didn't know what else to do. And kind of, it was a, it w- in my head it seems like a quick, easy fix. But at the end of the day, with my mental health and doing that, it just wasn't going to be worth it. Wow. At all. Yeah. So I get, sorry, I, I interrupted you before because you were, you were talking about Canna's videos as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I found her site her YouTube channel a few years ago and talked about um, taking control of your finance and the situations and that 
I kind of go back and forth. I watch a lot of the YouTube videos and then I go back to books because I absolutely love books. That um, The Year of Less is actually on my book list to buy. Um, but seeing someone put that into words really helped me make the right decision for me at the time, which was taking control and kind of moving forward with, I guess, the healthier option for me mm. mentally and financially. And you've definitely come uh, a long way. Um, but Alex, like, what what's the biggest thing that you've learnt about yourself through all this? That I am stronger and smarter financially than I think I am and I do... I'm still learning. I think I'll always be learning and adjusting to things and because by yourself you kind of you don't have anyone to bounce things off. You cuz I'm um, my partner I was with. I said that to him because we were friends for a long time before we actually got together and I I was talking about that with him and he just he was absolutely shocked that I was at that point and he said it's not so bad like you can do these things to like get around and avoid having to go down that path because you might it's unsafe it's just all these things and it's hard to go because you think everyone wants the quick option like instead of saving for a car they want the loan so they can have the car then and now whereas in the long run if you save for the car you don't have the interest to pay back you don't have this big amount over your head and what my dad taught me was as well you don't buy something that's going to reduce you don't get a loan for something that's going to reduce in value like a car but you, you could obviously get a loan for a house because that if the market's good it's going to increase and um i guess one final question here alex before yeah. we 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 part ways and it, it's a question that I ask all of my guests and that's if you could please describe your perfect day would it be a day at the beach with my daughter nice simple and beautiful um, but Alex thank you so much for coming on and, and honestly thank you for being so honest about, ab about your life and, and the multiple fresh starts that you've gone through but if people kind of want to reach out to you, if they've got any questions, if, if they're kind of going through similar things or if they just would like to follow your journey, what's the best way for them to do that? I have an Instagram. I've only just recently started that in the last month or so and I'm starting up a blog as well. But I'm more than happy if anyone has questions or wants even a chat, they're welcome to contact me through Instagram or my blog. And, and sorry, what is that Instagram? The Instagram is just my saving choice, no spaces. Beautiful. Well, I will definitely link to that in the show notes, along with uh, the episodes with Kenna Campbell and Kate Flanders and everything else that we spoke about at liveimmediately.com. But is there anything that you want to say, anything that I've left out before we say our goodbyes? No, just like any mums in the same situation, to remember that there's never a wrong time to take control. Because in the long run, it will be for the benefit, even if you've got a long road. It's not so long once you piece it apart and look at it bit by bit instead of a whole. 
Beautiful. Thank you so much, Alex. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And until next time, have fun and live immediately. That was another episode of the Live Immediately podcast with Mike Campbell. Thanks so much for listening. The original Live Immediately theme music is by the multi-talented Timothy McPhee. You can check out his music at firekites.bandcamp.com. If you enjoyed the show, had some fun, and maybe even learned something, then make sure you subscribe via iTunes. And while you're there, why not leave a rating and a review? You know it's going to make my day. Thanks for stopping by and giving me some of your time today. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, have fun and live immediately.